Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Please lift our hands. Close our eyes. We choose to praise. This morning, Lord, we choose to praise. We love you, God. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are ever present. Thank you that you are for us and not against us, that your timing's perfect, your way is perfect. Everything you do for us, Lord God, is out of love. God, we worship you. We lift high the name of Jesus this morning by choice. Despite circumstance, despite storm, despite attack, despite any other thing, we choose to praise this morning. Lord God, you are magnificent. Can we just put our hands together and just bless the Lord this morning? Can you stir yourself? I'm going to be just preaching about faith this morning, preaching about stirring ourselves in faith. Because I don't know about you, but it's like life works against you. It's like circumstance and, and happenstance conspire to bring heaviness or weight into your world. But the Bible says there is freedom in Jesus Christ. The true life is found that the, the devil may come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I choose to praise. I choose to praise. I choose, like Justin was saying, to lay down, to let go off, to cast off. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And as we choose to praise, it's like an air conditioner for the soul. There's a, there's a fresh, cool breeze that blows across that hot and heavy state we find ourselves in. God does a work that only God can do. God wants to do a work in your life this morning. Isaiah 64 says, God works for those that wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. I choose to praise. I choose to lift high. Can, can, can I encourage you this one? Let go of something. Lay something down. Give it to him. I love what Chris just said. Does that mean more to you than me? Do I have everything? Have you given everything? And I know the car she was talking about. And I know the person she lent it to. <laughs> God is so good. Can you give somebody a hug this morning or a smile at somebody or if you've got a word for them, give them a word. Or It is good to be in church. It is good to be in the house of God. And I'm glad you are here. I love this church. I love the praise. I love the worship. I love that we get to get together. But I think most of all, I love you guys. And I think about you and, and, and it does my heart good. And, you know, Aaron, what a champion, jumping up this morning. All we need is little symbols in between the knees and a little drum on the back. And he does it all. He goes from guitar to keys. That was awesome, mate. Thank you. Actually, Aaron asked me to do him a, a reference this week, and then I looked at what the reference was for. I thought, hang on, that might mean Aaron needs to move. So I, think, I really don't want to write this reference. And I... I was telling him this morning, I usually pray over the references, God, favour and blessing, and I was, I was a little reserved in my <laughs> so I, I did write the reference. but And Mark, what a champion. Wow. He's telling me this week, he's, you've been on a great journey, just a really cool journey of pressing into God, pressing into the Word, reading and praying, and he was just telling me this week about all these things that he felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to do, and as he did it, God got in the middle of the situation, and 
he pulled up, and you could see a lady seemed to have steam coming out of her ears, and she was driving along. And he was on his motorbike, and he just felt like he had to go and tell her that God loved her. And so he pulled up beside her, and she looks at him as if he was going to abuse her, puts a window. What do you want? He goes, I've got a message for you. You do? Because God loves you, and he wants you to lay down anger and anxiety. And she burst into tears. She said, I needed that. How did you know I was angry? How did you know I was carrying anxiety? It's okay, thank you. And then he did something else. He went to a cafe, and he was reading the scripture, and in the scripture it said to, to give to the poor and to those who have no food. So he's looking around the cafe going, who looks poor or who has no food? There was nobody there. And then an 83-year-old man walked into the cafe and, and ordered but then realised he had no money. And goes, that's me. I'm in the, so he, then he went and paid for it and then sat down for the next half an hour and had a lunch with an 83-year-old man that's now his friend. But absolutely awesome. I love it. You are magnificent. You are brilliant people and we love you. So it is good to be in church. The title of my message this morning, and I'm, I hope you're ready for the word, is Stirred Not Shaken. Stirred Not Shaken. Now, has anybody seen James Bond? The famous line, he gets a martini and he says, I'll have a martini. Shaking, not stirred. But I want to play on that this morning. The the title is Stirred, Not Shaken. Because like I said, I feel like life tries to shake us, to shake us down, to to shake us up, to, to destabilize our world. But Jesus came to give you life and life. That the enemy that others, that circumstance will try and shake you. But there's a great scripture in Romans that says, in Hebrew, sorry, that says what can't be shaken will remain. Temporal things, when shaken, they they fall away, but eternal things remain. And God has placed eternity in the hearts of man. He's placed eternity, he's placed strength and capacity on the inside of all of us. And there's another great scripture that that the prophet Jude says, stir yourself in your most holy faith. So now that we're talking about I choose, I'm choosing to stir myself, not to allow myself to be shaken in life to a position where I'm swayed by every storm, every wind, every set of circumstances that come my way, that I stand on a, a strong and firm foundation, that my hope for the future is Jesus Christ, that though I walk through challenges or, or tough times, I can walk true and I can walk straight because God is with me, never leaving me nor forsaking me. God is with you this morning. You need to know you came here not by chance. You came here by choice and it was divine. God wants you here this morning because he wants by faith to to impart strength into your life today for what you're going to need tomorrow. But let me start with this. In Lamentations 3, I I was listening to the Bible this morning and and I I came across this scripture, but it's just beautiful. It says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. I I love that. And I want you to take up the faithful love of the Lord never ends. When when you're facing stuff and it feels like, where is the love? The love of the Lord never ends. That you can step into, you can be enveloped by God's great love. Amen. And... As I was praying this, I, I felt a, a, a fresh word for our church and that the church we're entering into a, a new season of breakthrough, peace and freedom. Yeah. 
And God is going before us to accelerate blessings. Get ready. Get ready to receive. Get ready to step into. Get ready to be covered by the blessings of God. And that the season ahead is going to be one of breakthrough, peace and freedom. And that is for all of us. That is for your life. You can take a hold of that breakthrough, peace and freedom in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Okay. So in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says this, and, and I, I share this scripture a lot, and I speak about faith a lot, but we need faith for life. We need faith for the journey that we're on. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. And, and as we read this, 2 Corinthians 4.13, it shows us that each of us has been given a measure of faith. Our God, the God we serve, is a God that brings faith. He's a God that releases faith. He doesn't withhold. He, he gives up us to us. So we all have faith for today, but we have to stir that faith up. And I've learned, if I've learned anything over the years, it's that the devil is real. And he does hate us because we're made in the image of God, filled with the Spirit of God, called to the purposes of God, that you reflect God in the earth. And he hates that. He hates the fact that you are an agent of change, that you have been placed on this planet with mission imprinted on your heart to go out and do great things in his name. So we need faith. And I, I, if I've learned anything as well, that he wants to shake us and rattle our cage to, to, to wear us down. But God has given us faith. And what the faith that you have is all that you need to get you through to the other side. And I, I love that scripture because I, I shared you the one Jude one twenty before. It says, "Building yourself up in your most holy faith, or stirring yourself into a in your holy faith." And, and two Timothy says, "Fan into flame." I'm saying this this morning because we have to do something with the gift that's been given. We have to stir it. We have to fan it. We have to. Build up our faith, and it's an individual thing. So we've been given this faith, but what's the faith for? And I don't know if you've ever done this, but have you ever thought that, God, why did you give me your spirit of faith? Why didn't you just give me an easy life? Why didn't you just give me a calm sea or a painless journey? I, I would prefer that over a spirit of faith. But we don't have that because life is life. And we face what we face, but he has given us a spirit of faith. Faith that overcomes, and I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but there's a saying that calm waters never made for skilled sailors. You don't need faith when you don't need faith. It doesn't matter about the size of the engine I've got or the size of the sail that I've got if there's no wind. Or the, I'm, on, I'm in a calm dock. I need faith when... I'm challenged. And the funny thing is when life's going well, we usually don't need faith or activate our faith or step out in faith. We just allow life to flow and be what it is. But when things start going wrong, we call out. And we either call out and cry out or we blame God. But we all need faith for the journey we're on. And God doesn't show us the whole map. He just always shows us a glimpse of our destination. And I've seen the destination and I like the destination, but I'm starting out on this thing, but I don't know what's going to happen in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to share about that in a minute. But I was thinking about this this week and I thought, we, we need faith that remains. Each of us need faith that remains and also faith that grows. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Get bigger. Grow your faith. Grow your capacity. Grow your life. And also faith that claims. The Bible says what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. By faith you can bind things and loose things. You can take a, it's a pull down spiritual blessings. Pull down the blessing of heaven. Pull down God's goodness and by faith. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed over life that faith leaks. I've had seasons of great faith. I've had seasons of small amounts of faith where I'm, I'm white-knuckled, holding on, clasping just to remain. But, but it evaporates. Does anybody have a pool? We built a house and we built a pool and it was awesome and I filled it up and I thought that's all I had to do. You just fill the pool, now you enjoy it. But, but what I found is that that the water evaporates. The, 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 I thought there was a leak in the pool. There wasn't a leak in the pool. There was just, it was evaporating. There was some sun, there was some wind, and the, the, it hadn't rained for a few weeks, and the water level went. It's the same as faith in our lives, that it, we have to keep topping up. We have to keep being refreshed. We have to keep being filled. And that's where we go to God and we plug into the source yeah. of all power, of faith, of, of knowledge. And... I was thinking this week about the fact that we're all on a journey and the journey has many starts, many finishes, but there's always a middle section. Yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but the starting of anything, the start, it's exciting. We're going to build a house. We're, we're going to buy a car. We're going to have a child. We're going to get the start of something is exciting. And the end of something is usually rewarding because you had a vision and you stepped out and you were, but, but the middle can be grueling, <laughs> frustrating. It can wear you down. It's like I, I know where I'm going and I know what I want and I, what I'm looking to achieve or, or build or develop, but this part isn't that fun. The, the thought of it was awesome. The dreaming about it was great, but... The Bible says man plans his step, but the Lord orders his ways. And if he's ordering your ways, just keep walking. Just keep stepping out. Just keep putting one foot in front because you, you will get there. But it's not that much fun in the middle where it feels like I'm being shaken. And if anybody knows me, they know that I hate lines. Any line, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're waiting for a plane, if you're at a bank, if you're, it doesn't even matter if you're on the Bruce Highway trying to get home in a two-hour journey that's taking you. I hate, I hate the fact that I've got a destination, but there's a blockage. There's something in front of Any line I choose, I don't know what it is. You go to Coles and there's a long line, there's a short line. I'm going to the short line and the short line you realise that the, the entire conveyor belt's full and then you look over here and they've all only got one thing. It's like... Now I can't switch, and I do switch, and then somebody jumps in front of you. Then it's like, what the heck? It's like, just keep, let's keep moving forward. Or the, I don't know if you've stood in a line, and there's that person that doesn't move when everybody else moves. <laughs> or that car in front of you, that the three cars in front of them have gone 100 metres, and you're still sitting there. So just, I'm trying to get somewhere. Let's move. I think that's reflective of life at times is I, I want to get there. I know where I'm going, but I'm in the middle, and now I'm frustrated, and it's, it's going slower than I want, but I love this, that I choose to praise. 
Your timing's perfect. You never fail. You're never late. You will get, God will get you there. God will get us to where he's leading us. We just have to stay at peace in the middle. God will get us there. Matthew 14, 22, it says this, and this is the main scripture. It says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he'd sent the multitudes away, prior to this, he'd just fed 5,000 men, women, and children. So maybe 20, miraculously, he'd provided for with five loaves and two fish. But, but he's, now he's sent the multitudes away and he's telling his disciples, go to the other side. Jesus is always leading us somewhere. It says he, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. So Jesus was in the habit of praying, even though he was the Messiah, even though he was part of the Godhead. He was divine. He was eternal. He prayed. If he prayed, we need to pray. Yeah. Can I encourage you? Your faith will develop. Your faith will grow as you pray and seek him. Yeah. Um, now, when the evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. He'd sent the disciples, who had just seen a great miracle, to the other side. And I don't know how far that journey was, but it was taking them all night. And it was taking them all night because there was a contrary wind. And the definition of contrary is opposite in nature, direction, or meaning. To me, that sounds like the devil. That he is contrary, he is opposed, he is opposite in nature, direction or meaning for our lives. That God has plans and purposes for our life, but the devil comes to impede or, or, or slow down or stagnate the movement and the direction and the flow of our lives. And as I read this, I thought, isn't it interesting that the disciples were doing what Jesus had told them to do, but now they found themselves in the middle? Yeah. What the heck? God, you told me to do this. Yeah. I was happy with the miraculous. I was happy dancing and praising and, and looking at everybody. Look at this, five loaves, two fishes. Now there's 20,000 people. But this is un I was happy there. Jesus, you told me to go over here. And now I'm in the middle. Now there's contrary winds. Now I've got forces pushing back on me. I liked it here. God, why am I here? And he says, I will get you to the other side. You will get to it, but something's happening in the middle. In the middle, we're being formed. In the middle, we're being strengthened. In the middle, we're enlarging, we're growing. In the middle, God is doing something. And it was beyond their control, but it wasn't beyond God's control. It says this, it says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Wouldn't you love to hear those words? Be not afraid. Be of good cheer, it is I. The word for somebody this morning is God is going to meet you in your midnight hours. God is going to meet you with those contrary winds are blowing. You feel right now that life is pressing against you and pushing back on you, but I'm here to tell you today that God is working on your behalf. God is going to meet you in the middle. When those winds are pushing strong and you, you can't battle any further, God is with you and he's about to change your circumstance. Amen? The cool thing is this also. Jesus will let you face the storms of life, but you never have to do them alone. And he will never leave you in a state of fear. I, there, there are times where this night is never going to end. This darkness is, is never going to leave me. That it, it is dark and it is hard and it's challenging, 
Dawn is on the way. The sun is about to rise. He's going to rise over you. As Isaiah says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. It is a new day, and God is going to do a new work. Amen? Amen. And Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out on the water. I like Peter. (laughs) He's he's a little impetuous. He's a little, he's out there, but he's, he's passionate. We've got to do life passionate. We've got to do life alive. I've said it to you many times. Most men die when they're 30 and we bury them when they're 80 because they stop living and start existing. Let's not exist. Let's enjoy every single day because every single day is a gift. Every single day is a blessing. It's been bestowed upon us. Let's enjoy the day that is at hand because we don't even know if we've got tomorrow. And that's what the Bible says, our life is but a vapour, a fleeting moment in time. And then we enter into eternity. But I want to encourage you, church, let's get passionate. He's in the middle of a storm. They're freaking out. They're rowing hard. They can't get to where they want to go. And now Jesus is walking past them on the water. That's cool. But they're freaked out. He says, don't freak out. And Peter goes, well, if I'm not going to freak out, tell me to come to you. I want to walk on water. I want to do something. Okay, if, if we're in the miracle zone, let's go. So he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind it was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. This is interesting because Peter first saw Jesus and he got excited and he, and he stepped out. He began something. It was like, dude, this hasn't been done before. I'm excited. You're walking on water. I want to walk on water. Let's go. Let's go. I want to do this. So he did. And he's looking to Jesus and he's looking at Jesus and he's walking on water. Nobody else has ever done this before except for Jesus. He, it, it's, it's the miracle zone. He's walking on water. And then he started to, he, he noticed that the wind was boisterous. He noticed his surroundings. Can I encourage you when you're out on the water, when you're in the miracle zone, when you're in that place where you've got no control and you're just looking to Jesus and walking towards Jesus, don't stop looking to Jesus. Because when you start looking at circumstance over looking to Jesus, you start to sink. And, but I love this because he says he was smart enough to say, Lord, save me. When you're in the middle, don't take your eyes off Jesus. If you've started the journey... And you know where you're going to. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. So often we get comfortable and, and we get certain because things are going well. And, and I seem to have this all in control and I can, I can juggle the balls. I can spin the plates. I can do this. And then I stop looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. And I start looking at what I can do in my own strength. And my own strength will never be enough. We can't do what we need to do. We, we won't get to where God is calling us unless we keep looking to Jesus to stir our faith. Amen. So, uh, and immediately Jesus, Jesus, save me. Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Can I encourage us this morning that faith in the middle helps us realize that the storms of life are always subject to the authority of Jesus? There is no greater name. There is no higher name. There is a note that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that, that it is the name above every other name. Because he was obedient to his Father in heaven, he's, he's been raised up and given a name that you and I can call on at any moment in time. And, and I love it because 
Jesus is willing to journey with us. And because of what Jesus had said to the disciples, they knew where their journey was beginning. And they knew where they were going to, but they had no idea that in the middle of their journey there was a storm to be faced. We don't anticipate bad things or we don't look for bad things, but sometimes bad things happen. But Jesus is always with us in the middle of the storm, in the middle of life. And that's why we need to walk by faith and not by sight, not by what I see, not by what I feel. I need to walk with my eyes closed, looking through the eyes of the Spirit by faith because God is good every day. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changed. God is good. And I want to let you know in the middle of your worst storm, God is good. In the middle of the darkest valley, God is good. In the middle of that impossible situation, God is good. Working for your good, working for your future. Real living is in the middle. I think we exist and we float in the good times. And I'm, I'm almost two inches off the ground just floating through life because it's good and it's easy, And it, but real living is in the middle. Real living is where we come alive. And I think that, you know, emotion begins something. We, we get excited about it. Relief experiences the end of something, but life is found in the middle. And it's in the middle that you realise who you are. That you actually realise who I am as a person, what's on the inside. There's a saying that you don't know what's on the inside of a person until they're squeezed. You know, get that mental image of a toothpaste, you know, tube being squeezed, and it's it's what's you don't know what's on the inside of a person until they're squeezed. I want faith to come out of you. When life tries to squeeze you, I want faith to come out of you. Faith that moves mountains. Faith that that stills stormy waters. I, I faith for the moment. And the fact is you're stronger than you think you are. You and God are an unstoppable force. You are stronger than you think you are. You are bigger than you think you are. You have an ability to overcome and to get through and to get beyond. Corinthians says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are a victor in life. You are not a victim. There's not one of us in this room that is a victim. We, we are victors in life. Rise above. Go again. Walk into victory. Walk into what you've been created for in Jesus' name. Amen? You've got greater faith than you know you are. You have. And God's not going to leave you flailing around, struggling through life in the middle of a journey that he's called you to. He's going to take you to the other side. And I love what Psalm 56 says. It says, I will fulfill my vows to you. Oh, God. I will, I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now on, I will walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. I will offer it. God is asking us to lay down our lives as a sacrifice to live for him because he is the life giver. He is the light bearer. He is the one that gives us all that we need. Amen. To Timothy. Therefore, I remind you to stir the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The disciples forgot who told them to step out. I don't know if you've ever asked yourself the question, why am I believing? Why am I walking out this way? Why am I? Because you're called. You're chosen. You're sanctified. You're separated. That there is a mission on your... There's a... The Bible says that there's 
God's will is that none should perish, that all should come to eternal life. It, it's not an easy journey, but it's a worthy journey. It, it, it's a journey that, that makes us and forms us and, and where we experience the real life that God has created us for. And I love what Jesus said. Why are you afraid? God is not out of control when we are, when our life is, when our circumstances. God is always in control. And I don't know, I don't know how life is for you right now, but God is in control. Yeah. That helps me. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it helps. God is in control. But I lost the business. But I, I lost the, the relationship. But I lost the God is in control. He's doing what you, he's doing more behind your back than you can see before your eyes. Nothing's freaking him out. Nothing is out of hand when he's around. Look to Jesus. Stir your faith. Don't allow yourself to be shaken, but stir yourself every day. And if he's called you out under the water, it's going to be okay. If, 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 he's, if you find yourself in the middle of the storm, you will make it through. If you're challenged by circumstances, remember to look towards the one who can turn it all around for your good. The Bible says what the enemy means for evil, God means for good. So it doesn't matter what plans he has for your life. It doesn't matter what he tries to do. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. They will be formed, but they will not prosper. That's, a, that's amazing. Don't give up. Throw in the towel. God will see you through to the other side. All you need is a little faith. For the middle. All you need to do is stir yourself in faith. Can I get the team to come? It is a new day. God is doing a new thing. He wants you to get ready for accelerated blessings. He wants you to stir yourself. And, and church, if, if we're not stirred, if we're not on fire, if we're not passionate, how do we give that to anybody else? It says you're salt and light. That, that's what we're called. We're called salt and light. And I don't know, I love to cook. And and, and the reason I kind of, I, I saw this image this week of, I can get all the ingredients. I know Ava loves to bake. Well, you can get all of the ingredients and just throw them in a bowl and then tip in some liquid and, and put it in the oven. But it's just going to be a gluggy mess. You actually have to integrate. You have to stir. You have to allow those different ingredients to be incorporated to then make a dish. But the amazing thing is that, that when you do that in the right ratio, on the right measure, you get the right flavour. You get something that tastes good. That, that God wants our lives to be stirred so that we're in balance, that we're the, the, the components are where they should be, doing what they should, so that we can go out and touch other people's lives. Don't allow yourself to be shaken. The enemy will try it every day. He yells. He roars. He's, it, it, it's, that, it's that stormy sea. It's that lightning cracker. But, but Jesus Christ is that small, still voice that whispers and says, slow down and wait on me. I'll speak to you. I'll bring peace to your world. And in this new day of blessing, of breakthrough, of, of peace, of joy, I'm feeling like God wants his church to hear his voice clearly so that we can act appropriately. Whenever he goes, like, like a mark this week, pay for that bill. Tell that woman, don't be anxious. Don't be angry. It'll all work out. It's the simplest of things. God uses the simple things to confound the wise, the, wise, the Bible says. God wants to use each of us to change the world. 
for, for your family, for your work colleagues, for your... God wants to use you. Stir yourself. Don't allow yourself to be shaken. Just stir yourself in faith. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says this. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. I feel like somebody needs to know this morning that God is going before you. You don't need to see every step. You don't need to see the whole map. If he's shown you a glimpse of the future, that's where he's taking you to. Hold on to that. Walk by faith in that because he stands outside the bounds of time. He looks back and says, all things are working together for your good. I've done this many times. When we stand here going, it's not all good. He goes, not yet. But all things are working together for your good. And out here where I am, it's good. Out here is breakthrough. Out here is freedom. Out here is life. Out here is joy. I know you're here right now, and I'm going to walk that with you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to never leave you nor forsake you. I will strengthen you. I will empower you. But out here it's good. And ultimately, it's all good. In Ephesians 6, can we just stand to our... Now, feed this morning. I want to pray a blessing over each of us. In Ephesians 6, start, verse 10, it says this. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of an unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's not by strength, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I'm going to pray for a fresh infilling of the Spirit of God upon your life this morning. That whatever valley you're in, whatever storm you're facing, whatever you're, whatever mountaintop you are on, that you will be filled afresh this morning by the Spirit of God. That the heart of God, would that you would sense His love. You would feel His presence. That you would be filled afresh this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we just close our eyes. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this house. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we can gather together. Thank you that we can worship. And Father, thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. You're always with us. You're ever present. Father, I pray for a fresh infilling of your spirit this morning. God, your word says that you generously and graciously pour, you lavish upon your kids the blessings of heaven. There's no gift that you withhold. There is nothing that you will not do. I thank you, Lord God, this morning that you make a way where there seems to be no way. I thank you, Lord, that you're the God of peace that brings hope. That, Father, you've shown us where our eternity lies. You've shown us the end of the journey. And, Father, we will rejoice every step of the way till then. We will walk with you. We will talk with you. We will experience your goodness in our lives. Father, I thank you for our church. I thank you for our people. I, I pray the blessing of heaven. I declare it over their lives, individually, as family units, over their health, over their finances, over their emotional states. I speak the blessing of heaven this morning. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.